Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome to another amazing day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Some people didn't wake up this morning. Some people cannot move their toes, their fingers, open up their eyes, breathe another breath, listen to the wind or the birds or the trees blowing. I mean, we are so blessed to have breath in our bodies. We're blessed to be able to forgive people. We're very blessed to be able to forgive ourselves if we need to forgive ourselves. And we just thank you this morning, God, for all your grace and all your mercy and all the wonderful things that you're doing in our lives and all the wonderful things that you will continue to do. May our journey in this life be hand in hand with you. Amen, everybody. Amen. Have you guys poured into yourself today? I hope you ladies have been pouring into yourself. I hope my gentlemen have been pouring into themselves too. Hey, you know, they need love too. Y'all need love too, brothers, you know. You know, us sisters don't give y'all enough credit for the hard work that y'all do. And sometimes y'all mental status need a self-health wellness wellness check. It's starting already, y'all. I can't talk. <laughs> but anyway, I hope everybody's been pouring into themselves. I have been pouring into myself, not as much as I'd like. These last two weeks here in the Carolinas, it's been rainy and cold. And I told you guys in my last episode, you know, I'm I'm, I'm having some issues. I'm having some issues. Just trying to get adjusted and make sure that this old body of mine continue to work the way God wants it to work, but he has been keeping me. But the sooner this cold weather and rain get out of here, the better off a girl will be. Anyway, moving on to our topic of the day. Today, I want to talk about forgiveness. Today, I want to talk about doing things that you just necessarily don't want to do, but you do them anyway. You might do them for that loved one. You might do them because of someone that you love has coerced you into doing it. Instead of just saying no, you do it anyway. You know, guys, I have been preaching on let your yeses be yes and your noes be no, like the good book says. But we all fall short. So today... I've been dealing with some stuff. I've been dealing with a loved one in my circle. And my circle is very, very small. It consists of family and maybe about four, four close friends, four people that I consider close. You know, we all have our social media pages and we all have befriended People, you might even have people that you worked with on the job. You might even have people that you went to school with, but you don't necessarily associate with them. So when I say friends, I mean people that's in my circle that has been down with me from day one that we talk at least monthly, at least weekly, or sometimes even daily. But I have two 
that I consider very, very close. They're my best friends. They don't reside here in the Carolinas with me. They live in New York. One of in, um, both of them are in the Bronx, actually. So shout out to the Bronx. <laughs> shout out to my girls. You know I love y'all. One of them we FaceTime as much as we can. The other one, she stays on the go. So when we get our chats in, we chat. I'm still holding her to that round table that she promised to have with me. Because uh, you guys can really enjoy her. She's very, she is, uh, what can I say? She's a wealth of information let me just put it that way but anyway guys I was struggling with I've been struggling with when is enough enough when do you just say you know I'm done when do you just say I'm gonna love you from a distance and before anybody say anything I've been struggling with this one. I've been struggling for a while now with someone that's very close to me. And we banter back and forth all the time. Sometimes we banter back and forth to it pulls me out of my character. It pulls them out of their character. But we love one another. And that's a fact. But do you have to deal with people that... You ask for forgiveness. They say they forgave you. You guys have sit down and had the conversation. And every time this person is in your presence or you're in their presence, even if they're having a bad day, you could not have said something or you could have just said something that was on your mind and not particularly dealing with them. And they changed their whole mood. They change the whole mood. They start throwing things up in your face that happened in the past. But I thought you forgave me. I thought you forgave me. And we've sat down. We've had the conversations. We've had the heart to heart. The come to Jesus meetings. And we laid everything on the table. We talked about my growth because I certainly haven't been a a girl scout in in my life especially with people close to me I lashed out during the times that I was going through my addiction with alcohol I certainly lashed out and I certainly tore down some relationships but the ones that were close to me as soon as I decided to clean my life up I made sure that I asked for their forgiveness and uh, certain people I pulled aside and said, let's just have the conversation. I'm ready. I'm good to go. And anything that you want to hurl at me, even if it hurts my feelings, here's your platform. Here's your platform. Go ahead and do it. I'm strong enough to take it. I had many sit down and air their grievances out that the issues they had with me, I had some To say, you know, we know the type of person that you are. We know that you didn't mean anything by your lashing out. You were going through something. And then I've had people that say, you know what? No apology needed because we know deep down you were just hurting. And then you have that few 
that say, like I said in the beginning, that they forgave you. You sit down and you had the conversation, but it seems like every time they're going through something or if y'all have a conversation about something, y'all just don't agree with. Y'all don't just y'all just don't agree with the topic, the whatever it may be. And they go back to throwing your past in your face. They go back to bringing up stuff to make you feel bad. And it's almost like they do that so that, how can I put it? It's almost like, I forgave you, but anytime I need you to be my punching bag, that's what you are to me. My my forgiveness came with conditions. It came with certain conditions. That means if I'm in a bad mood, if I'm having a bad day, or if I call you, I want you to agree with everything that I say. I want you to agree with all my actions. And if you don't, then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to remind you of the horrible things that you may have said or done to me. When is enough enough? When do that unconditional love, it stops. And I I wouldn't necessarily say that it stops. I think that's the wrong choice of words. What I would say is it gets you to the point where I'm not your punching bag. I'm not your punching bag. We've had the conversation. I don't enjoy being reminded of my past. I don't enjoy you as a friend or as a family member bringing it up. And if that's what we're going to do, then I don't want to have a conversation with you. But here's the thing, guys, and most of you know, I told you that uh, I am so serious about my walk with Christ. And 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 since the 2023 has come in uh, at my particular church, our bishop have has been teaching us about agape love. And it's the love that Jesus Christ had for us, especially with him going to the cross done for all of our sins our sicknesses our diseases i mean everything imaginable that we could go through his love is was unconditional and still is unconditional where we are concerned as human beings but us as humans we can't seem to have that same unconditional love for one another especially if it's someone close to you, if it's a family member, if it's a friend that you that's been in your life for many, many years, we can't seem to do what God has already done for us. He doesn't look at our situation and say, OK, Victoria, you hurt 20 people. So I love you, but I can only love you this way. He loves everybody, whether you robbed, steal, raped, murdered, stole. He loves you just the way you are. However, with that being said, that means sometimes he's not pleased with your actions and he's going to sit back and fold his hands until you decide you want to get it together. Come to him, ask for forgiveness, repent for your sins and 
get up and 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 do what you need to do that you know that is right that is in his will but we as humans we don't have that in us we always want to say that we forgave somebody and some of us i'm not going to say all but some some of us will carry that around and they will tell you that they forgave you when they really haven't and I'm the type of person I've been dealing with this situation and I know the Bible says forgive 70 times 70 within a day that's what he says uh, to his disciples in his word I believe it's in Matthew and it may be in Mark it might be in Mark or Matthew but I know it's in one of them um, he says forgive 70 times 70 and that's in a day and for me, I don't know that I can offend anybody 70 times, 70 in a day. But when I do offend somebody, I'm quick to repent. I'm quick to ask for forgiveness, whether you forgive me or not. I'm quick to ask you uh, for your forgiveness. And most of the time, I'll turn back around, even if I'm still angry and boiling mad. I'll pick back up the phone and I'll call Whoever I offended and say, you know, I'm sorry that we agreed to disagree, but I love you anyway. It's just not a time where certain topics we should be talking about or this is just not the time for us to talk about it. You feel your way. I feel my way. Nevertheless, I've been dealing with this and it's been really been bothering my spirit. It's really been upsetting me and the same person I wrote about in my journal many many years ago I journal for most of you guys I told you that's how I started this podcast was journaling getting my thoughts out and then I decided I wanted to do it by audio so um, I happened to come across one of my journals and and cleaning up my personal stuff the day before yesterday and I was flipping through it the very beginning pages and it was back in 2014 that I started it and I started it the day I came back to North Carolina I had left North Carolina in 2013 because I had lost my job I lost my big old nice house and my fancy car and it was just a mess and I was going through a separation um it was, it was financial difficulties between me and my ex-husband. And when we decided to go our separate ways, I really didn't have anybody to fall back on at that particular time. My mom was in a nursing home and it was just me. It was just me and my kids, basically. So long story short, I ended up in New York for about a year, year and a half at one of my best friend's house. That took me in, just trying to piece things back together, wait for some money that I was um, coming into to to show up. And I ended up coming back to North Carolina in 2014. And the day that I came back, my mom ended up passing that same day or pretty much she was already gone the day that I ended up coming back and that's when I started writing in this this journal of mine and I was reading through the journal and I realized that the person that I had been that had been bothering me then 
is still in my life now bothering me. And we've had these conversations over and over and over. And I'm to the point where I can't cut them off completely. But I'm to the point where I'm tired of being their punching bag. I'm to the point where I asked you for forgiveness. You said that you forgave me. I gave you time to air out anything that you wanted to air out. We're cool one minute and everything's going fine and lovely until you get a wild hair up your behind and decide that you don't want to be cool anymore. Because I'm not in agreement with something that you're saying or something that you're doing. And then it always go back to what you did this and I can tell you what you said about this and this and this and this and this and I'm just so over it but then you still love that person you love that person and you can't imagine them being out of your life and uh, I know they certainly can't imagine you being out of their lives however when is enough enough and our bishop has been preaching about agape love something that like I said us As human beings, we struggle with every day, and that's loving unconditional. And anybody that's in my circle, I have an unconditional love for. I will put that out there. And nobody's perfect. We all have past. We all have a past. Some people's past is worse than others, others' past, but we all have a past. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much education you have. Somewhere in your life, something didn't go right for you. You had a bad moment, a bad situation. It could be uh, a mother and daughter relationship. It could be a father and son relationship or vice versa, or it could be uh, a, a good friend that you grew up with. All your life that's known that you've known since kindergarten that you consider family, even though y'all don't have the same blood running through your veins. When is enough enough of letting them beat up on you? When you've already sat down and you've had the conversations about forgiveness, they already told you what you said or did to hurt them. And we're going to start on a clean slate. But every time they get their panties in a wad, they want to throw something up. And then they want to go back or go around and tell everybody that it's you. And I know what you guys are going to say. Victoria, you're a Christian. You're supposed to forgive them and love them anyway. And I do. I do. I think the part that I'm talking about is just not dealing with them. And it's hard not to deal with somebody that's very close to you. It's very hard because I feel like what that does is that puts an even bigger strain on the relationship. But I also feel like I'm at a point in my life that when I made the changes years ago to change my life, to change my behavior, to change my walk and my talk. I don't expect anybody to change with me and everybody's not going to understand your growth. But I do expect you to respect my boundaries and I want to be able to do the same thing for you. I want you to, if you're going to be a part of my life, put it this way. And you know that you're an important part of my life. I want you to treat me with as much as respect that you can muster 
for me. And if you can't do that, I feel like you shouldn't have never forgave me anyway. You should have just said, you know, Victoria, what you said to me cut me like a knife. And even though it's been over 10 years, I still cannot bring myself to forgive you. It hurt me that deep. I'd rather you tell me that than I'm thinking that you're a friend and it turns out that you're a foe. And not necessarily, I'm saying that for uh, everybody, because everybody has a different way of looking at it. That's just how I look at it. I just feel like if I ask you for your forgiveness and you tell me that you forgave me, then anything after that that I do in the relationship to cause damage or you do in the relationship to cause damage and we decide we want to walk away let's just walk away but I don't feel like you should ask for somebody's forgiveness and then have conditions on your forgiveness and that's just my opinion I don't think any of us want to walk around with a friend or family member that is holding on to something and that's basically what happened to me in these last um, couple of weeks and I didn't think this person uh, some of the things that was said and I'm not going to repeat them because some of you guys know who it is (laughs) but for nothing else I will say I didn't think this person felt that way about me and then they want to apologize and and say I didn't mean to say that well evidently you're holding on to it so you didn't forgive me in the first place you just it was just words that you um you threw out there and I went through a lot I'm not gonna apologize for feeling uh what I felt during that that time I will apologize for my actions If I offended anyone and I think I covered everybody across the board that meant something to me and I meant something to them. But however, reading this journal brought back so many memories and so much pain and where I was at. And then it also made me realize my growth. But I think for me, I think God led me to that journal because It was buried under a bunch of stuff. And I just happened to be cleaning out my girl drunk, drunk, (laughs) junk drawer. I can't talk today, guys. My sinuses are acting up crazy. But I was cleaning out my girl's junk drawer. You know, we always, we all have one. And whether it's a makeup drawer or a place where we stash our our mail that we never get back to. (laughs) But I happened to be cleaning out this drawer and it popped up out of nowhere. And I said, I'm going to tear these pages out of here. And I'm going to use this book to take notes in for my podcast. Because I have little tablets laying around all over my house just in case I hear something or think about something. I'll jot it down. It may or may not become an episode just depending on what it is. But as I got ready to rip the pages out. I said, no, I can't throw this away. This was my thoughts when I was going through what I went through when I lost everything. And guys, I will tell you, 
and, and this is for anybody when God wants to humble you on up he will humble you on up I went through a time where I had it all I know and, and I can really say that I had it all nice car nice homes nice job making very very good money but I wasn't giving God any time I wasn't thanking him like I do now and I did that for many, many years, as well as to myself, I felt like helping people out in their time of need, giving them a place to stay, uh, putting food in their mouth and different things like that. I felt like I was giving back, but I was giving back to my community. I wasn't giving God any time. Nevertheless, to make a long story short, I wasn't giving God time and I lost everything. I lost everything. It happened so quick and out of the blue. I didn't even see it coming. So be careful. <laughs> How do they say? Be careful what you lay at the door of the Lord. Because he will he will sober you right on up for those of you that don't know. But anyway, if any of you guys, and I encourage you to go back and listen to Never Having to Be Anybody But Yourself. That's one of my podcasts where I tell you guys my story and how I entered this world and the things that I went through. So cleaning me up and my sobriety and all that good stuff. I know that I did hurt some people out of anger, out of reading that journal. Some of the things that I said, some of the things that I was saying in the journal, I was angry with family. I was angry with friends. I was angry with my mom. I was angry with ex-employees and employers. I mean, it was just so much. It was so much hurt and pain there. Fast forward to many, many pages later, I wrote I wrote back in it. I think it was 2019, it said. And that passage was saying, look where God has brought me from this to that to this to that. And I was proud of it. And I sat on the side of the bed and I was proud of where he brought me today. However, the same consistent problem has still been there from the beginning. And that relationship, I have tried so hard to repair that relationship and I'm to the point where I don't want to I don't want to be beat up on anymore. But the relationship is too valuable to just walk away and turn my back. So I guess my thing is I just had to get it out a little bit. And I want to ask your guys, you guys, what your opinion is on it? Because I'm walking this thing with Christ in my life and I want to serve him. I want to serve him. I want his will to be done. And I continue to pray about it. But I don't want to put myself in situations to whereas it becomes a shouting match. And sometimes it does. And sometimes. and, and, And that's the thing about it. It pulls me so far out of my character. It brings out that old girl. The old girl with the slick tongue. And I have to end up going back. And repenting on my knees, crying and frustrated and mad and holding it until I get to a point to where I say, you know what, enough is enough. I repent, I get up, I ask God to 
take away all that anger, hurt, and frustration. But I think that what bothers me the most that I have to do that. And it's always with the same people. It's always with the same people that pulls me out of my character. But they want to throw rocks and hide their hand. And I just, I, you know, that's something that's just been bothering me. So I wanted to ask you guys, what, what, where do you get to the point where you love somebody dearly? And I'm not talking about a relationship between a man and a woman. I'm talking about it could be your friend. It could be your family member. I'm not going to tell you guys which one it is because most of my people that follow me know. They'll know it instantly who and what I'm talking about. But I will say, where do you get to the point where enough is enough? If I, I could be okay with you saying, I, I at this point, I just, I told you I forgave you. I didn't. And, you know, that's just what it is. But they want to stay in my world. And, and when things are good, things are good. We didn't laughed. We didn't ha-ha. We didn't kiki. We didn't been out on many ventures together. And things great. But when they're in their mood, they're always throwing my pass up in my face. And I don't like that. And I don't, fe- I don't personally feel that my past was that horrible. I said some horrible things because I used to be real fly at the mouth real fly at the mouth it take me 2.5 seconds to get with you if some of y'all know what I mean and every day that's a work in progress every day it is a work in progress God, God has humbled me right on up to watch some of the things that I say out of my mouth and I'm still a work in progress I'm a very talkative person I'm very opinionated I like to get my point across and and you know sometimes I like for you to agree with me and if you don't agree with me I'll be feeling some type of way but I also have common sense to know I'll sit and I think about things I wouldn't necessarily fester some people say I fester I, I wouldn't use those words but I will say it bothers me it bothers me when I'm wrong it bothers me when somebody else has wronged me and don't want to admit their part in it when they want to throw rocks and hide their hand. And it bothers me. And it bothers me to the point because some people can do it. Some people can have a place in your life. And they know they have a special place in your life. But all the while, they're behind your back doing stuff. Doing the most, as they say. And think that you don't know it. And it's not that I don't know it. It's that I choose not to address it at this point. Now if you would have caught me about maybe 10 to 12 years ago. You would know it and then some. You don't know. You better ask my family. They'll tell you. You would have known it back then. I, I done did a full 360 degree change. <laughs> So, you know, it's, you know, when is enough enough? And and do you walk away or do you continue to walk in love? I know that I do need to continue to walk in love because that's what God wants for us. He wants us to love everyone. But I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to handle this situation because they know that they make me feel this way. But it's 
it's not me it's you it's that it's that type of thing they won't acknowledge their part in it the part that they play in it they won't acknowledge that because they keep holding my past right in front of my face for whenever they want to use it so we could be cool for six months and then six months and a half we're not cool again and it's just to the point where I'm just trying to walk in that love I hadn't quite got to the agape love yet uh, and I'm going to be honest with y'all about that but I'm still trying to work walk in love and walk in grace we're not perfect none of us is perfect so that's what I'm dealing with guys I thought I would hop on and ask you guys what your opinion was about forgiveness forgiving people people forgiving you and to what degree do you allow people to continue to hold things over you or feel like they're holding on some on some on onto something that if you step out of line in their eyesight because it's really in their eyesight it's not in your eyesight then they can just come out their mouth and say something fly and then you be wanting to get with them <laughs> that's all I can say but anyway my second part of it was people pleasing and I've talked about this a little bit before but I haven't really talked about it a whole lot people pleasing you know sometimes you can be in a relationship you can be married you can be in a relationship boyfriend and girlfriend however you want to call it and I'm talking about that relationship I'm not talking about relationship with your sisters or brothers or, or nothing like that and why is it when we get into relationships that your significant others feel like you should like the people that they like and vice versa and I'm answering my own question because I was there before I had a really close girlfriend of mine and my current husband he didn't care for her he did not care for her and her and he didn't care for her because when I first met him her and I were weren't friends and this is like a 30 year relationship we weren't friends we decided to go our separate ways I wouldn't say we weren't friends we just decided you know we outgrew each other but when I met him we picked up our relationship we ran back into each other and kind of sort of picked back up our relationship but it didn't work out again but during the time that we were trying to pick our relationship back up my husband already didn't care for her because of some of the stuff that I had told him that we had went through together and he just did not like you know how men are protective over their women so he didn't like her and at that time I couldn't understand because I was in I was going through my personal forgiveness forgive 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 but eventually I found out it didn't even take me long to find out why we grew apart and this time I was just like I just can't do it anymore long story short another situation that crossed my desk or crossed my table or plate whatever you want to say was why do we as people feel like 
just because we're in relationships that I gotta like your sister, brother, cousin, uncle, mother, father. And I'm not talking about liking or loving them. I'm talking about you want me to be as close to them as you are. And I just don't get that because we didn't get in a relationship with your family. We got in a relationship with you. And my personal opinion on that is I'm still getting to know you. So I don't want to be your cousin Mary's best friend because you and cousin Mary are close. I don't want to be besties with your sister because you and your sister are close. I don't want to be besties with your brother because you and your brother are close. And I don't want to be besties with your mom because you're a mama's boy. And that's that's vice versa. I mean, I wouldn't want my husband to be besties with my mom just because I'm a mama's girl. I was a mama's girl. You know, my mom was my best friend. She lived with me the entire time, my entire adult life in my 20s and most of my 30s. She lived with me. So that was my bestie. That was my best friend. But I wouldn't require my husband, if my mom was still living, to be best friends with her just because I that was my bestie. And it just bothers me that people feel like they want you to be close with their family members and do the same things that they would do for their family members. They want you to do them too because you're their mate and I just I don't know I don't I I just don't like that I'm feeling some type of way about that one because it's not that I would say I wouldn't like everybody in your family I just don't want to be committed to have to commit myself that's the right word I don't want to have to commit myself just because it's your family member or your friend and we're in a relationship And be made to feel that I'm supposed to do the same things that you commit yourself to. I may not want to do that. I may not want to make a commitment like that. Just because you do it and I'm your partner. I'm expected to go do certain things with certain people. I don't like when people put. I don't even know what you would call it. Put expectations on you because you're their mate. And they feel like. You're supposed to do the same things they would do with, with somebody. Because truth be told, I'm a firm believer of this. I, I'm a firm believer. I, I don't know my husband that well. I don't know everything that he would do. I don't know what he does out of my sight. And, and that's just my opinion. My opinion is nobody knows what people do out of their sight. I mean, your parents don't even know what you do out of their sight. You could be the, the perfect choir boy. In front of your mom, go to church, read your Bible, sing on the choir, parent instrument in front of your parents. But then the street might know you as your choir boy, you play instruments, you read your Bible, but you got a little freak and a little thug in you. So I'm a firm believer that nobody really knows anybody. A, you don't really know, you're still getting to know each other. You'll probably still be getting to know each other. When you grow old, I mean, I know people that's been married 40 and I know people that's been married 60 years and they say all the time they still getting to know one another. So I'm a firm believer in 
you never know anybody. So if I'm still getting to know you, why do I want to commit myself to someone just because you associated with them? I may not want to get to know Sue, Dave, and Michelle just because me and you are in a relationship and you besties with all three of them. I may not want to be in y'all circle like that. It doesn't mean that I don't like them. I don't like them for who they are and what they present to me, the person that they can be, but I may not want to commit myself to have a relationship with them the same way that you have a relationship with them. And I think people need to be okay with that. And that's just my personal opinion. And that is my personal opinion. I'm going to get ready to go into one of Victoria's closet rants. For those that you don't know, it's a little place where I go when I want to get something off my chest that somebody has either personally said to me or said about me to someone else. First of all, I am not trying to be anybody's relationship coach, counselor, or anything of that nature. I do not profess to be that. I am just talking about things in life that I have gone through, things that bother me, things that I might see watching the news, things that I might see when I'm out at an event, or things that people might bring to me. And I talk about them in a way to whereas it does not reveal that person, or I might just say it is about me. Anywho, for those that have said that, you know who you are. I am not professing to be anybody's relationship coach. This is just my way of getting things out. This is my safe place. It's my space. It's my enjoyment. It's my hobby. And so that's just what it is. So back to the regular scheduled program. Just had to get that out so everybody can can chill on the whole who she thinks she is. I'm just being your girl Victoria J and just talking about things that go through that I go through in life or giving my opinion on situations that I see people go through in life I guess I would say but anyway that was the things that I had on my mind uh forgiveness is one of them and how long do you go and let people tell you I forgave you, but they threw it in your face. And two, why do you have to necessarily be in a relationship with somebody and because they commit or obligate their self to that person or a task for that person, they feel like because you're in a relationship, you need to obligate yourself to that too. I don't feel like that's fair. I don't want anybody to tell me what I need to be doing in my spare time, extra time, or who I should like because they like them. And I've been there and done that because I tried to do that with my husband and it did not work out very well on my part because he took a standstill. He was like, I just don't like her. And his exact words was this. This is, I don't think he'll mind me sharing them. His exact words was, I'm never going to hang out with somebody that did me wrong first. But I'm also never going to hang out with somebody that don't care for my mate. And at that particular time, she didn't care for him. He didn't care for her. And he was like, you, you are a part of me. So I'm not going to hang out with anybody that come to me and say, man, I don't like your wife, but me and you cool. And at that time, I didn't understand it because I was like, well, 
She's been in my life 30 years. You just got here. But now I understand it didn't matter how many years she had been there. It was the actions that mattered. And even though she had been there longer, he has showed more actions and more potential of the real love that I deserve than that whole 30-year friendship. But at that time, I didn't get that. So that's just a little food for thought, guys. I guess that's what you could call this episode, a little food for thought and to make you think, how long do you just let people drag you for the benefit of them? And why do people put obligations on you to do things that you just don't want to do? And I've told you all this before. I'm working on letting my yeses be yes and my noes be noes. And the Bible does say that. They say, let your yes be yes. And your nose be nose. And that's another thing. I'm going to let you guys go real quick. But that's another thing. You know, even when I say no to certain people, they got this way of putting on a sob story. And I, that just gets under my skin like it's going to move me anymore <laughs> that you put on a sob story or, or guilt trip me into to doing stuff I just I don't get it and the older I get and most of you guys know I'm 51 yes I'm 51 51 is still fabulous <laughs> but I'm 51 and you know sometimes in my circle I still deal with people with a childish mentality I really do and I'll be sitting back looking like how Urkel say did I do that <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm, I'm done. I promise I'm done. But listen, guys, head on over to Pod Page. Check out our beautiful new website, 12streetalkback.com. We have a whole library of goodies for you guys over there, as well as shots out to Pod Page. We made Pod Page, um, Pod Page, uh, God, not Pod Page, God, forgive me. Good pods. <laughs> Lord forgive me forgive me good pods. Good pods. We made good pods uh uh into the top one hundreds. We made number ten on the relationship side and we made number sixty four on the culture side. So shots out for to uh good pods for you know, first of all, just having us and on the platform and you can go on over to Good Pods and open up the library over there as well as listen to some other amazing podcasters out there. Shouts out to the people that supported me. Um, people that rated my show. I know one of the first people that did rate my show was Ken, aka Mr. Gentleman. I want to give you a shout out. Thank you for being one of the first ones to rate my show on good pods and a lot of people that follow you have come over to follow me so i thank you thank you thank you you truly are a gentleman and um it's just up from here guys it you know i really feel like that i love this thing that we do i love the conversations i love the feedback that i get i love the support that i get from the community and that is my goal is to get out in this community as soon as this weather breaks and the sun starts shining and knocking on some doors and seeing what i can do to uh give back to my elders give back to some of these youth programs out here instead of us uh 
tearing down our community, maybe standing together and hold hands and build it up. I mean, everybody is so much um, hate and anger out there. And so many people tear their stuff down and feel like I don't have nothing left to give. So why should you have something left to give? It still has to be a few of us out there to keep hope alive and want to bring some excitement and some enjoyment into people's lives. Even if it's just one of us, one can do many things. Like I always say, a kind word goes a long way, but a hot meal goes even further. With that being said, guys, that's my time. Peace and blessings, and we'll catch you the next time.